Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Let minutes after 8 on this Monday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News. Greg Pancake Kill produces the program. Eric Bilstead, Vince Petrano here with you until 9 o'clock. Just want to let you know how we're going to proceed because we've got the SpaceX launch that is now inside 10 minutes on the countdown. This would be the most powerful rocket ever constructed set to lift off from the SpaceX facility in southern Texas, so right on the Gulf Coast there. Mm-hmm. So this is not uh, the Cape in Florida, but we've got an eye on that, and I'd love to, to bring that to you live, in particular because Elon Musk is kind of indicating, yeah, it might blow up. He's kind of nervous about this. <laughs> it uh, might just blow up. Hey, we, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes it even more intriguing for us. So we want to bring that to you. That's going to be about 821. Unmanned, by the way. There's no, right, which is why there are no astronauts. Not that it's funny that you lose all that whatever, and and you learn from every failure sure, in yes, science. Yes. So it would be not for nothing, but obviously far more serious, right? If we had people on board, and uh, that's an unmanned launch now inside nine minutes on the countdown. So we'll try to bring that to you live so that we can all watch and listen together. I did want to start with this though because I feel like we're a heartbeat away from a preview of coming attractions, if you will in Chicago over the weekend. Don't know if you saw any of the video, but there were a couple of nights of incidents in the downtown area of Chicago, America's third largest city. Saturday night in particular, the Magnificent Mile and Millennium Park, it was flooded by crowds of young people after dark. At best, the scene I saw described as wilding in at least run reports, so just a lot of people just kind of running around creating the feeling of mayhem which I think is fair for at least some of what went down based on the video and the reading that I've done. But you also have, in some cases, criminal damage to property, at least one report of a person beaten, some store windows smashed out as well. And sorry, maybe you don't like the term, but that fits the textbook definition of a riot. And we can't be selective in how we want to apply that word. So a riot is a riot is a riot. And based on what I saw, there was some rioting in Chicago Saturday. Let me play you a few of the clips from uh, coverage. This is from Fox 32 in Chicago. Some breaking news off the top. Hundreds of teens flooding into downtown Chicago tonight, smashing car windows, trying to get into Millennium Park, prompting a major police response. Within the past few minutes, shots were fired near the corner of Madison and Michigan. Now, we had a news crew on the scene, but they had to move because of safety concerns. That's the news anchor who said that he himself was down there earlier in the evening. And one of the things that he witnessed was police escorting tourists away from the mayhem. So some of the video I saw looked like a family, maybe a husband and wife and and a senior citizen, maybe somebody's mom. Mm. And they had a police escort as they're being taken back to their car, wherever that was. Absolute mayhem right out there on the streets. They interviewed a woman following that incident. I'm from Chicago. And I want to just point this out right away because race often enters into this conversation. And based on the video I saw, the majority of the young people here involved were African-American. There's an African-American woman who was just interviewed. She appeared to be just a woman out there trying to go about her business in that area. And she wasn't entertained by it either. (laughs) You know, like she's not making excuses. She's just trying to go and do her shopping or whatever Mm -hmm. else and is herself a victim of all of this mayhem that played out on the streets around her. 
now. The chaos here downtown began or erupted just before 8 p.m. Several hundred young people traveling in groups, kids seen jumping barricades into Millennium Park, also jumping on top of cars. Other reports indicated large groups trying to force their way into the Art Institute. This appears to be one of those teen takeovers um, that we saw last year publicized widely on social media, attracting thousands into the downtown areas. So not what Chicago wants in its downtown, but apparently what they've been willing to tolerate to a degree over the last several years. And I bring it up because, as we saw when the weather got nice here in Milwaukee, a couple of incidents where nothing escalated quite to this, but it's the front end of that, and you can tell authorities are concerned about it, and they are rightly concerned. Well, they held a news conference about it. Uh, the mayor and the uh, police chief last week held a newser um, a couple of days after that. They called it a flash mob. And, and that it, was at Midtown, right yeah. off of Capitol Drive? Mm-hmm. Silver Spring. Oh, sorry, the one sure, I'm thinking right, about right, is right. Silver Spring, yeah. And it was it, it, an issue where they had, I think, 200 vehicles all showed up in the Walmart parking lot there. And uh, Johnson and uh, the, the police chief both went out and said, hey, look. We're not gonna. We're not gonna let this happen. We're not gonna let that become a thing. Can't just come and hang yeah. here. So they're trying to get in front of it to prevent a potential situation. I know I had Midtown on the brain because it was 2021 when we had a kind of a similar incident yeah. where people were just kind of hanging out, and they had a, a shooting, and somehow nobody got actually shot, if I recall correctly. But I remember the evidence markers. They picked up some 300 shell casings. For someone who just decided to start spraying bullets into the crowd. So, right, maybe some of the folks who went out there initially, they weren't planning on that, but that's what came of it. And then this weekend, this from our uh, friends over at TMJ4 News, shots fired after a deputy was punched during an altercation on Milwaukee's lakefront Friday night. According to the sheriff's office, deputies were clearing North Point parking lot when they had to take a suspect into custody and then things got out of control. The sheriff's deputy was injured, the other person arrested. Lakefront is supposed to close around 11 p.m. for crowd control purposes. Again, just something. We're not at what Chicago was, but we're not far away, and authorities are going to have to figure out a way to start cracking down on that. Problem is, that makes a lot of other people uncomfortable. If you see law enforcement in there, quote-unquote, harassing young African Americans, makes people uncomfortable. They want to know, is this race-based. They want to know is where are these young people supposed to go if they just want to hang out. What, they can't go to the beach like everybody else? Okay. But when you have these large crowds and things start escalating from there, you can't allow it to get to that point. So just something to keep on the radar here is the weather, well, today notwithstanding, will once again get nice and the city of Milwaukee will continue to struggle with how to deal with these large crowds that gather from time to time. It is 8.18. We are close to the SpaceX launch. We're inside three minutes. So we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll join you live for the SpaceX launch and whatever else comes of it. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. SpaceX about to launch the largest rocket or most powerful rocket ever constructed. It's Starship Rocket System. We're at a hold right now, E. Yeah, so they were counting down as normal. Then all of a sudden they had a 40-second hold. Now they're all smiling, the SpaceX 
uh, video crew is all smiling, so they don't seem concerned about it. But uh, we are expecting a minimum of 48 hours in order to recycle. So be sure to keep an eye on our social channels oh, like and we'll share information as soon it. as it becomes available. Until then, <laughs> come on. <laughs> You're kidding, right? Scrubbed. Where's that cough? Oh, come on. Right. Oh, boy. So I didn't hear what caused the, the scrubbing. With 40 seconds, though? You don't think that... Uh, you think they would have seen it before then? That's tantalizing, that's isn't not, it? It's not that things yeah. can't pop up re really right close to launch, but obviously if you're dealing with an issue that's large enough that you're going to scrub the launch, and they're talking about 48 hours. Well, the one thing that I noticed right away was like there was nothing coming from the engines. They were showing that tight shot like underneath the rocket. You know yeah. how you can see all that stuff? There's like nothing 32 happening. 32 engines, he said, is on this thing, right? Is that, yeah. was that his number? Yeah. The, the biggest and heaviest rocket ever made i mean they're smaller than what typically you see on like the space shuttle or on the new you know the new what do we call that thing and on the, on the artemis the space launch system oh yeah those are really big and space shuttle had its main engines there were three of them and they were really large this looks like a whole array of these smaller engines underneath but you said like no gases emanating yeah from it didn't there look or... like it and now yeah i think it looks like they have scrubbed and not they they said oh, goodbye and, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really mad about this. You get inside a few minutes and you're like, okay, here yeah, we go. Yeah, this is go right? time. It's gonna or, happen. On occasion, you'll have a hold right close to launch, and then we'll just hold, just making sure, checking this, checking that. Okay, so, never mind. Good. According to SpaceX, now they're gonna do a second launch test with engines firing at 10 a.m. So today, still launch test. Says launch test, a second launch test. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. Unless I'm missing something. Somebody, some folks were on it. They must have been listening in, and there might have been some sort of indication. Because just before we came back, I got a couple of texts. Launch scrubbed. SpaceX will scrub that in ten seconds. So there must have been some sort of indication from them that this was going down yeah. i mean i don't like the run-up to it though no but this is okay morning. though this is all right though this I'd is okay a two-hour delay than like okay next on wednesday you're gonna try again right like at least you're still doing it today at least that's what it appears to be i'm starting to sound like all these people who were bent out of shape over their netflix show last night <laughs> <laughs> yeah see aha actually that's a great point i wanted to see this show i wanted it now at eight o'clock or eight twenty or whenever they told me it was going to be and now i'm mad now i'm going to go on social media and be mad you know what's so funny about that netflix thing so netflix love is blind was delayed they're going to do their um, reunion episode live and it, it got delayed and they couldn't get it on and they were apologizing profusely, and this was only the second time Netflix was doing something live. Yeah. The first time was the Chris Rock Which I don't know why they're doing it live. Why do we have to do all this live? You want to find a way to attract people at all times, you know, at a time when you might have people dropping off of some of these streaming devices, or these streaming services. Okay. So is the fact that it's live, you're actually going back toward network TV now, because network TV can easily do live. Right. So in order to do that, in order to, to be more interesting and to have the urgency, you've got to run it live now. So they're becoming basically 
a yes. cable service. <laughs> and then they're going to combine with a couple of others, and, then and it's going to be $250 commercial. a month, yep. just yep. like everything else, the whole reason you pulled the plug in the first place. Also, what's this show about? It's another one of these like dating shows, but then we're going to get married. Or Yeah, what's... and you don't know what each other looks like or something like that. It's... Oh, that's interesting. So then you have to get married? or <laughs> that, Wait, that... is it is it interesting? I mean, honestly. Well, it's not interesting enough for me to watch. Right, I don't watch there these. you go. Okay. And it, look, if that's your thing, that's fine. I watch golf and other people think I'm nuts for that. So mm-hmm. like everybody, whatever entertains you, cool. But just I have zero interest in watching these people I don't know date someone or not date someone or give them the flower or don't give them the flower or sleep with this one or that one. <laughs> just, Dude, I just don't care. That's why I want to combine that show with astronauts and NASA and then you really have something. Now there. that's a show. Artemis crew that's also in love with each other and... Backbiting each other and write <laughs> yeah, the reality yeah. show. Yeah, this would be great. I can't believe they took Eric for mission two. <laughs> Eric. Eric. I'll show you a moon landing. <laughs> he never studies his stuff. He comes in every day. He's tired. He's hungover. And they're going to send him to the moon. Eric. I've been here working my butt off. <laughs> Eric. And then they then they got to cut to the interview of you like, yeah, I've really been working hard for this, you know. They, hey. call, they call the show Failure to Launch. <laughs> Perfect, right? And then here's the interview with Eric, who's like, hey, if other people are, you know, upset that I got the job, too bad for them. Yeah. You know, too bad. And you're like that cocky guy. Yep. And then there's like a love triangle somehow. Yeah. It's always got to be a triangle. Perfect. That's a great show. Yeah. And they're all stuck there because it's, you know, billions of dollars to get them home off of the satellite or whatever. Oh, this is taking place on the moon? Yes. <laughs> okay. That would make you want to watch, didn't it? I'm watching that show. Sure. Because landing on the moon just isn't interesting. That's not doing it for anybody anymore, right? (laughs) You know that's where they're going. 826 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So the SpaceX launch is at least on hold from what we can tell. Maybe scrubbed for today, but we'll... Yep. Try to clear that Looks up. Looks like for they're you. gonna try to do a 10A, second launch test 10A. Okay, we'll have to come back in here for Scafidi. 827 on Wisconsin's morning news. You turned me on. You lift me up. From SpaceX now on the Twitter, standing down from today's flight test attempt team is working towards next available opportunity. So it's not today. It's not today. Elon Musk also posting to Twitter, a pressurant valve appears to be frozen. So unless it starts operating soon, no launch today. That was about 20 minutes ago. So I think I was a little bit behind on my feed, but they kind of had an indication shortly before launch that that wasn't working. Pressure Pressurant valve appears to be frozen. That could be... I'd have to read a little bit more about it. That could be figuratively or literally true. Like the we say something is frozen if it's not moving or whatever. Mm-hmm. It also could be frozen, frozen. Yeah. I assume it's... Um, I haven't read much actually about this vehicle. If it's a solid solid booster or if they're using traditional rocket fuel, then you're talking about liquid oxygen, liquid hydrogen, which are 100 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. So sometimes things literally will freeze <laughs> right, when you're dealing with that. I can't imagine why. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Interested where people come down on this, so I'm going to ask you for your thoughts and opinions. I happen, I do have a take on it, and I think, well, I want to go in one direction, but uh, 
I won't tell you where, where I come down because I just want people to, to let me know what they think. But uh, what I want to do first is play something for you. Uh, listen closely, and then Eric and I will describe the visuals about what you just heard. You! So that's a guy. He had his dash cam rolling in the car. He's driving in the fifth ward, and you can see maybe it was first street, maybe second, because he's going like toward the Allen Bradley clock tower, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's just driving along. He's got a green light. He goes into this intersection, and then a car that had run the red light is now in the intersection right in front of him. He T-bones the car. So not his fault, the driver. He's driving along, clearly had a green light. Another car enters the intersection. He smashes right into the car. Here's TMJ4's Sean Gallagher on the story. Clearly, there's video evidence of her breaking the law. That's Joe Herdina. His dash cam was rolling when he got into a crash Labor Day weekend. You can see he has a green light, and the pedestrian walk sign switched to a double-digit countdown as he entered the intersection near 2nd and Lapham. When I got to this intersection is when I hit the car that ran a red light. And you heard, and I'm glad he pointed it out, uh, Gallagher mentioned the countdown clock on the walk signal. Like, this wasn't an almost almost yellow light. This light no, was green. green. <laughs> it's solid green. And our guy Joe there ends up getting in that accident because somebody ran a red light. So on top of it, then Joe's car starts on fire. And Gallagher's got video of it. It's on fire in the middle of the intersection. And Joe's banged up. It's still months later. He's having health issues. And, you know, he goes on to detail some of that. So, okay, accidents happen all the time. Why is this in the news all these months later? Well, TMJ4 found out, because Joe's kind of bent out of shape over it, the lady who ran the red light didn't get a ticket. Didn't even get a warning. I never expected there wouldn't be any kind of punishment. The woman who blew the red light didn't even get a warning. According to an internal investigation, the officer involved did not issue a citation because this was a bad day for everyone involved. Instead, allowing the police report to dictate who the at-fault driver was for insurance purposes. Not giving a ticket sends the wrong message. So that's why it was interesting. Now, MPD did investigate and said there was no misconduct. Sean Gallagher from TMJ4 News did interview someone in the Milwaukee Police Department who didn't speak directly to this case, but said, yeah, I mean, usually you give citations and you give at least a warning or something like that. There's some sort of law enforcement action here, I mean, if you which were to, is intended to deter the activity. If I were to run a red light and not hit anything, but just run a red light and there happened to be an officer squad sitting there, I would, I would expect them, yeah, right? <laughs> and at least in that case, maybe they would let you off with a warning. Maybe. Although, running a red... That's usually not warning material. That's you usually get incited sure, for that, right? right? Seven over, where you know five over might have been okay. Maybe that. Hey, let's just keep the speed down, sir. And we give officers, you know, wide influence over how they want to, you know, whether they want to issue tickets, warnings, whatever. So I appreciate that. The officer's point is well taken. This was a bad day for everybody. So giving a ticket doesn't change anything for Joe here. His car still started on fire. The police report was enough to detail who was at fault. So for the insurance companies battling that out, they can determine that. They had all the information they need. And the officer probably looked at this lady and just said, you know what? Real bad day for her. Her car's ruined. Her insurance costs are going to go up, yada, yada, yada. What more do I need to pile on here? And I don't know that. Yep. I'm just assuming that must have been the mindset of the officer. Okay. 
I don't know. That 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 sounds really funny to me. Because, I'm with you, Eric. <laughs> yeah, like when when you just if you're charging somebody because of so many things they did wrong, obviously, you know, then you get charged for the, the that many counts, right? right? Well, here's an idea: don't do anything wrong, then you won't get into that accident. But if you want to go right. so far, right, Deb, is you don't want to, char- you know, talk about criminal charges like negligence causing bodily harm, which. You could maybe make an argument for here. At the very least, you get a ticket for running the red light mm-hmm. and causing an accident. I told you, I I rear-ended somebody on the freeway. It had to be more than 10 years ago, probably 10, 13. Terrible, terrible thing that happened. And I'm so grateful that I didn't hurt the guy in front of me who I smashed into. Um, but you banged I up his car pretty good, Banged up his car, banged up my car. In fact... <laughs> Debbie, I was listening to you. You actually reported on the accident. I did. I was, oh, I was so embarrassed. It was rush hour. We were heading out to see some friends in Cedarburg. We're 43 right near Nicolet High School. Oh, yeah. So I'm 43 northbound. And as you know, there's two lanes right through there, right? So we were all banged up and on the side of the on this left shoulder where there's really kind of no shoulder. And I remember we had the radio on and Deb's in there. Yep, we got this backup. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's me. I'm the backup. Oh, man. And it was totally 100% my fault. It was stop and go traffic, and things started to loosen up. So I'm like, okay, good. Here we go. Yeah. Get back to like sort of freeway speed, and I'm daydreaming or looking out the window. Do you want to? Do you want to know honestly what I was doing? Sure. I, I looked over at the high school. It was football season, and I'm like, ooh, I wonder how the field's looking over there. <laughs> I was enamored by the grass, right? <laughs> yes. So complete bonehead idiot move. My kids are in the car. They could have been hurt. My wife sure, in the front yeah, seat. Like yeah. all of that ran through my head. And fortunately, again, nobody was hurt. And I hit this young man and he wasn't hurt and he couldn't have been nicer. His parents came out. I think he was a college kid, maybe just out of college. Parents came out. Everyone was like, yep, yep. hey, accidents happen. Okay, fine. Sheriff's deputy wrote me a ticket. Even apologized for it when he did because he recognized me from TV and he said, hey, look, you know, appreciate it, but... Uh, I'm going to have to write you this ticket. And I completely supported it. I didn't want to pay a ticket, but I did it. Right. <laughs> I was cited for reckless driving or something like that. And the ticket, I think it could have cost me four points. I went to court, well, as see, you can do, and you. pleaded the, it down. You're right. The whole points part of this. Yeah. And I think I paid an increased fine in exchange for fewer points. I might have lost a couple points anyway, hmm. as I should have. So... Where I come down on this is, you know, I appreciate that it was a bad day for everybody. It was a bad day for this lady. Did it materially change anything for Joe? His car's still ruined and on fire right. in the intersection. He's still banged up and having health issues. Yep. Didn't change anything for him. Would have been piling on this lady. But also, you know, maybe she gets in an accident again. That's her fault. And now she's got, you know, close to losing her license because she's a repeat offender. Yeah. But now you'll never know because there was no citation issue. So I wonder how often this happens. Is this fairly? Uh, is this a regular thing to get in a crash and not be cited for just because? Well, we already know who's at fault, and it's already bad enough. Yeah, right. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the Old National Bank talk and text line. If you want to weigh in, eight five five six one six one six twenty. I think she should have gotten a ticket. All the other things notwithstanding needed to get that ticket or the citation and possibly lose a couple points on her license or at least have to go to court and account for it. A lot of folks seem to agree. Uh, in the mid-90s, I got a ticket in Milwaukee because I stopped past the stop line and backed up. I didn't hit anything or even inconvenience anyone. 
You see, he might have taken into consideration if she appeared to have a very low income, which I know is not correct to do. And fair enough, but again, just because you're low income doesn't mean you can't follow the traffic laws. From the 414, when I was a police officer, the agency I was at required to write a ticket for an accident because someone was at fault. There are no green lights in Milwaukee. (laughs) I look both ways at a green light going through any intersection. Ran a red in my early 30s. I was ticketed. This is ridiculous. I like that. There are no green lights in Milwaukee. I'm I'm with you on that one, though. Ben, I, I, I'm like that everywhere now. I, I'm fully trained now to to like look both ways when I'm crossing, even if it's not Milwaukee. doesn't matter where I'm at anymore. Well, especially you, me, Pancake, Debbie, we all come in here in the middle of the night. Right, Never know what really, you're going to see on the roads yeah. here or anywhere. Another uh, texter on the old National Bank talking text line. A warning would have been the way to handle it if you don't want to write a ticket. Yeah, I think... How do you get away with just not even issuing a formal warning? Because if you've ever gotten a warning, they write something down. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can. Sometimes you can get a, all right, let's let's keep the speed down. That's the end of this. But they can give you a written warning as well. This officer is uh, texting in from the 262. When I have to do a crash report, someone is getting a ticket, although it is officer discretion. And I don't want to, and I don't want to take that away from our men and women in law enforcement because sometimes yeah, you're up on a situation. There are shades of gray. Yeah, absolutely. So- I generally trust their judgment, and you hope that they do the right thing. But, right, you've had a crash. Someone's clearly in the wrong. Someone is hurt. How does somebody not get a ticket for clearly causing that crash? Stephen Cudahy was driving behind a woman this weekend. I could see her in her side view mirror, had her eyes down on her phone for more than two miles. If I was a cop, she would have been given a ticket. Yeah, you can't do that. So... Again, glad Joe is on his road to recovery, the guy we featured in the story here with Sean Gallagher. Nice piece of reporting from Sean over at TMJ4. Doesn't change anything for Joe, doesn't change much for the woman here involved, but probably was not the right thing to do. Ah, you! on Wisconsin's Morning News this Monday morning. From the 414 on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. I got a ticket for going the posted speed limit because I had not passed the sign. Ah, that's a tough one. So you have to pass the speed limit sign before you can go that limit or you have to go that limit? I always thought once you saw the sign, that means you... Can speed up if you right. Want so to. Right. it's forty five where you are. You can see the sign that says fifty five. Yeah, like a half a not even right. a half a mile, quarter of a mile up the road. You can't speed up. Well, I would agree that's ticky tack, but I guess probably the letter of the law. You know the GPS will do that. Have you noticed that? No, tell you if you're speeding. My well, kind of. Yeah, it'll turn red. Like sometimes, like mm-hmm. the little speed limit sign on the on the screen will turn red, meaning you're going over it. But it'll also switch as soon as you drive past a sign. Like they have it down to. The foot. This one speaks to me. Probably in Rosendale. Absolutely. I've been caught in that trap myself, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what is Rosendale? Is it Dodge County into... I think it's Dodge County. It's like this small little community. And I, Man, is it 151 that goes through there? No. It's 21, maybe. And they'll get you every time, right? And I they get Tausch you every time. Tausch has had issues there, too. Yep. We've talked about yeah. that with Tausch. 
The rest of you, stop texting me your various grievances. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot text. of them. Oh, yeah, in. well, this one time I got pulled over for this. <laughs> stop texting me your grievances this morning. 8.56 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. 8.59 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Steve Scafidi in the house now. Yeah, I, Highway 23 and 26. That's the intersection I was looking for. Actually, Fond du Lac County. number of people on the talk and text line. The speed trap. Have apparently also gotten caught in that. Uh, Jeff from Fox Point sent me. Apparently, there's this T-shirt, which you and I should both get, Steve, because yeah. apparently we've both gotten tickets here. It just says Rosendale on the top, and then underneath it says, Just the Ticket. And there's a squad car on. <laughs> yeah. I got one for going like six over on my way to a golf at, uh, what's Lasonia out there? Yeah. And um, sitting next to me in the car was the former police chief of Oak Creek. And he goes, are you serious? To the officer. Oof. How'd that go over? I don't think too well because I got a ticket. <laughs> I mean, that kind of stuff crazy. I don't. I know they've, they've had a lot of fun with that over the years, but, but I, it's for I, real. I wish I could use the real term because that's complete BS. Rosendale. <laughs> yeah, I lived in Green Bay for a number of years, and then my wife, when she moved back after college, her folks uh, had a place out on Lake Sinisippi, so that was Dodge County for sure, out near Juneau, and so that was the route, and mm-hmm. I think it was coming into town, because you're, you're like 55, and then yeah. it's like 45, and then it's like 25. Yeah, yes. Total speed trap. And, they, and they've, they've monopolized that to make a lot of money. Ah, good for them. Yeah. Well, and some really cool t-shirts. Yeah. Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ.